0: All right. So in our Heroes and Headlines segment, I mentioned that we were going to be discussing some Coachella Valley boxing. And uh, we all know that the Coachella Valley is very dear and close to my heart because that's where I grew up. I grew up outside of Coachella off of Avenue 62. So if you're from the desert, you know that Avenue 62 is pretty deep. And um, I have some memories of uh, Coachella boxing. We went to go see Oscar De La Hoya train when I was probably like nine years old, he came out to the desert, you know, and we we went out there and watched him. And uh, one of my um, close family friends, his name is Isaac Flores, and he's a family friend for a very long time. And he's been posting lately um, for the, over the years about his little cousin uh, named Manuel Flores. Uh, he goes by Manny and uh, Manny has been nine and oh, he's a professional boxer and He's undefeated, and right now Manny is getting ready to head out to Texas for a Saturday night match. And uh, we wanted to kind of get Manny on the phone and get Isaac on the phone and interview them, see how their experience has been throughout this throughout this whole pandemic with boxing, throughout his whole career. And uh, first of all, we wanted to thank Isaac and Manny for coming on the coming on the line with us tonight and being here with us. Manny, we know that you just wrapped up a different interview. How did that go?
1: went really well, actually. Uh, I was actually with my little cousin. His name is Grant Flores. He's up and coming as well. He's still an amateur, 16 years old. Um, yeah, it went very well. Uh, it was actually my second
0: interview I have actually done, so that one went well. So. <laughs> That's good. That's good. So you're all warmed up. You're ready to go? Yes,
2: sir. Hey, Manny, this is Bryant here. Thanks for taking the time and joining us, especially, you know, during fight week. So I, I just wanted to ask, how how is fight week going for you? What are the plans for fight week? Can you give the fans a little bit of an insight into what fight week consists of after doing all the training, all the cutting weight? What is it that you do for the week to prepare for the fight coming up this Saturday? The
1: fight preparation? Last week we closed camp, so all, far and all the hard work is done, uh, but now the fight we, we focus on more mentally, uh, still making your body move, shedding off the rest of the pound, and um, yeah, that's basically it, but just mentally being prepared for what's to, what's to come.
2: Gotcha. And w- when do you have that first nice big meal? Is that after the weigh-in, or do you wait till after the fight yeah. for that?
1: No, no, that is right, after the, right
2: <laughs> after the weigh-in. We're hungry, very hungry right now. Do you ar- do you already know what you're gonna eat for that meal?
1: Oh yes, I do. Uh, I want to get a steak. I'm getting double potato, uh, a, du- a baked potato loaded, and some French fries. <laughs>
3: <laughs> you like your French fries well done? Because I don't think there's any other way to eat French fries, man. This is yes, Andres, sir. by the way. Yes, sir. How are you doing, Andre? I'm good. I'm good. So, hey, congratulations, you're at uh, nine and 0 uh, you've been fighting your whole life. What's uh what how do you get how'd you get the nickname and by the way? What is your nickname? How and how's it pronounced? Uh, Veneno. That means uh, venom. Um it was actually given
1: to me by uh another another uh boxing coach. Uh he actually has a th- He's a champion. Uh, his name's Brandon Figueroa and Omar Figueroa. Those are those are his sons. But the senior, the dad, uh, he saw me first. Well, I was actually helping his son Brandon Figueroa for his upcoming for his fight. He just fought against uh, Luis Neri and he won. He took the title away from him. Uh, during the during the the training camp, uh, I was the one helping him out because I was best. And so. But that after sparring me, uh, he was like, "Damn man, like this guy, like fucking poison. Like if you don't take him away from you, like you gonna keep coming, keep coming."
2: That's how it kind of just just got there, you know. And that that's big time too. I did see on your Instagram page that you had a picture with Brandon. And I know he recently fought. So I mean, is he? Would you say? I know you guys are kind of in the same. Weight class and and you know you're on your way to hopefully competing for a world title in the next couple of years. But would you say he's at that top level and that's some of the best work that you've done? is was in his um, training with him.
1: Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Um, as they say, iron
2: sharpens iron, and uh, well, my iron was getting sharpened. Uh, I'll tell you that. <laughs> nice, yeah, and I know the I know the pandemic, you know, put a lot of pause on a lot of fighters careers, but do you have planned to fight a couple more times this year and going into next year? Or what are your plans after this fight?
1: Oh, yes. Um, actually after this fight, uh, I might be getting scheduled for uh, July 9th.
0: Oh, wow. Nice yeah. man. What,
1: so,
0: where would that fight be at? I'm
1: not too sure, but they just gave me that date. Um,
2: so one of our other fighters, he just had pulled out himself. So. All right, so awesome. Awesome, yeah, man. Up, awesome. Yeah. Now, let me let me ask you about the fighter that you have coming up. When did you know who it was that you were going to fight? Is this somebody that you just recently found out you were going to fight him, or have you known that for a couple months now?
1: Um, Actually, I was supposed to fight some other guy from Mexico. But uh, I guess the whole card got pushed back due to uh, Ivan Mogia's opponent getting injured. And so it got pushed back, and I guess they, they did a switch to the opponent, which is no biggie. You know, um, we're, we're prepared for everything. We're prepared for anything. Anything that comes to our way, we're ready. Oh. This guy, uh, we, we know his name is Daniel Lozano uh, from Florida, but uh, I, I just... They told me to watch
0: a video on them. I just watched one video, and that's all I need. Uh, I, I don't know how he fights in the first round. There you go. <laughs> hey, no. Um, I uh, I hope that you, I hope that you know. Obviously, we're we're rooting for you. And uh, your last opponent was based out of Connecticut. So, I mean, you knocked him out in what the fifth round in Vegas, or it was the fifth or yes, fourth sir. round? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, knocked him down to the third and finish them off with the pit. There you go. So you're you're out here from, you know, you're out here from the Coachella Valley. Uh it brings a smile to my face to see you go to Vegas, you know, the grand stage. You knock out some some guy from Connecticut. Now you're facing some guy in Florida on the zone, you know, and it's it's going to be a, a really, you know, heavily watched match and um, one of our other friends, he's on the phone right now. Uh he grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, home of Muhammad Ali. So he's been a huge boxing fan his entire life. And um, he he wanted to ask you a question. I don't know if you can hear him because he's calling on the phone. But, Chance, uh, go ahead and, and ask your question, and we'll see if Manny can catch you.
4: <clears throat> Manny, man, I appreciate you joining, uh, especially with Fight Week coming up. Uh, as Patrick said, I'm from Louisville, Kentucky, grew up a huge, huge Muhammad Ali Muhammad Ali fan, saw what he did for boxing. Just had me curious, man, who, when you were coming up, when you were a youngster, who did you look up to in the sport? Who were some of your favorite fighters in the sport when you were coming up? Who inspired you to be want to be a great boxer? Uh, first of all,
1: I, I, the inspiration was, always came from Chavez Uh to... He was uh, senior actually, and then um, also I, I looked up a lot of uh, Victor G when he was coming up, when he was fighting Andre Berto, when he when he took the title from him, uh, he was a self call as well, so I was self call, so I really looked up to him, and and also Manny Pacquiao.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's, a, that's a strong list right there. So yeah, um, all great fighters. Well, uh, you know, we're rooting for you and. Uh, Flores had one question about the, uh, the boxing scene out there in the desert. Cause Flores is uh, he grew up out here in Los Angeles and uh, I grew up in the desert. Andres grew up in Los Angeles. So Flores was curious as to what, what's going on out there with all the fighters yeah, and, and my question mainly revolved around,
2: you know, I was on your Instagram page. I see Sebastian Fundora leaving comments on your page. Obviously, you just had camp with Brandon Figueroa. You're doing your own thing there, working with Joel Diaz, Antonio Diaz. I saw, you know, Victor Ortiz, one of your favorite fighters, and I saw him there, you know, at one of the pictures with you. So... What, what is your sentiment right now as to what's going on in, in Coachella? Is this something that you've always seen or that you see now blossoming more than ever, just the boxing scene around there?
1: Um, Even for the amateurs, uh, we always saw Timothy Bradley, big names. Um, Coach Joel Diaz and Antonio Diaz, they, they made a mark, you know? They made a mark. So people want to come and train with them. So I always got the opportunity to see Lucas Matisse, all these good fighters, just um. When you're in there, and when you're in that environment with the champions, you gotta be a sponge. You know, you gotta soak in all the energy, everything you see. You gotta take from here, you gotta take from there, and make it your own style. So, yeah, the environment was always good, but uh, now that now that I'm older and now I'm professional, now I'm getting in there with these guys. I never thought I would be hmm. in there with, them, you know. Yeah. So now it's very, it's a, it's a very good feeling. Uh, being able to compete with them, you know, being able to clash with them, it's always an honor. Sharing the
2: ring with uh, such professional, uh, no, no, such champions, you know, like just other champions as well. Yeah, nice man, and hopefully, again, yeah, nice, you keep that trajectory, you stay undefeated, and we see you ranked and competing for a world championship coming up here in the next couple of years, man. We'll be rooting for you here at the weekend. Starts on Wednesday.
0: <laughs> hey. Thank you
2: um, so much. Thank you.
0: I appreciate you guys. Yeah, no doubt, man. No doubt. Uh, I wanted to ask you a question though, Isaac. Um, so we know that, we know that Manny's uh, younger than you. And I just wanted to ask you, you guys are going to be traveling out to Texas. Are you going to be driving out there? You're going to be flying out there.
5: No, we're definitely going to be, I'm going to be driving though. Yeah. Driving out there. So it's not too long of a drive. I mean, it is far, but, um, it's, it's worth it going out to see that. And, um, just celebrate you know Manny's fight out there because it's it's um, it's it's, it, it's pretty big for the family you know so you know we're all very very proud of him so um, we'll be driving definitely though
0: yeah so, so like, I'm kind
5: of I'm kind of a nervous flyer so that's uh, that's one of the
0: reasons well I wanted to ask how many people are going out there
1: Um. Oh, go ahead,
0: 32, baby. I think that's
1: the last time I counted. 32 people. Yeah. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of us. <laughs> there's, that's, that's 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 not everybody though,
0: dude. Yeah, that's like probably a quarter of it. <laughs> that that's awesome, man. I mean, you guys are gonna be heading out the ten east, representing in Texas. Um, that's right, yeah. Hey, so how do how did I know that? I know that you guys um, are humble people and you've always been humble, but real quick, Isaac, like, how does it feel to, you know, to know that you got somebody in your family that's really doing big things for the desert, representing your name, representing Coachella? How does it feel to know that he's going to be on the grand stage in just a few days on a primetime I, Saturday night? I, I,
5: I, sometimes, man, I, I – I... I have all the emotions, and sometimes when it comes out to it, I don't know what to say. Or other than that, I couldn't be more proud to have you know someone from our lineage represent the, uh, the family in that way, especially on, on a grand stage. Coming from from our background, where to where you got very humble humble beginnings, mm-hmm. and actually being able to say that, yeah, hey, we 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 have faced all the hardships in life, and we're still um persevering no matter what and to say that our nephews are and cousins are are doing it um it's it's a wonderful feeling man you know first you know coming out of the desert taking over the stage uh uh, fighting scene in the desert and next the world dude so it's 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 an an honor dude to, to, uh, to be
3: to be honest Isaac, speak about humble beginnings. Uh how many times did you beat up on Manny uh, growing up to give him those humble beginnings and, and make him what he is today?
5: Oh man, to tell the truth, dude. It was it you know, of course we did, but his there his dad, my other older cousin, did the same and it was always just that love and we had we had we kicked the shadow, out of each other, dude, but you know, that's <laughs> it. It didn't go beyond that. No one else did, no one outside of the family little a finger. You know, one of us then, you know, so it was like that. It was just, I loved it.
0: <laughs> well, that's good, man. Uh, uh, <laughs> <for sure>.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, and Manny, I also wanted to say this part is stacked, man. Obviously, with Mungia headlining, we got Blair the Flair Cobb on there, Marlon Esparza. So, along with... Chavez also fighting this weekend. I know you said that was an idol of yours, so it's a stacked weekend of boxing, man. And I know you're going to be one of the ones kicking it off, man. I'm really excited for this Saturday. Thank you so much. I'll be I'll
1: be there to put on a show for you guys if you guys are tuning in for
0: sure. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're talking to um, four people that actually have the zone for the year. We paid for the annual subscription, so we're going to definitely check you out. Hopefully, we can watch it. Uh, you know, on your next fight again. So. Uh, We follow you on Instagram, so we'll we'll stay posted. We'll stay up to date with all your activities. And we wanted to thank you and Isaac again for coming on to the show. Um, There's a lot of, uh, we got a lot of people that follow us around Southern California. Uh, We have a lot of listeners from Los Angeles County, all the way through Riverside County, all the way through the desert. Um, So, Hopefully this gets, you know, uh, a few more people to to root for you. They get to know your story a little bit more. And uh, we'll see you next time, man.
1: Yes, sir. Uh, anytime, man. Anytime you guys want to get another interview, I'll be gladly to do it. Uh, I love this shit, man. Uh, this is like <laughs> something I've been wishing for for a while, you know. Uh, ever since I was uh, 14, I started boxing when I was 14. And now everything's finally falling
2: into place. Hey, just just remember that when you're headlining main events, though, all right. Just remember <laughs> us. Of course,
1: of course, no doubt, no. I, I that's Remember how the concert? Yeah, I remember when I started. You know, I remember where I come from, where I, where you know, everybody that was there. You know. It's always, it's always
3: got to be like that. That's the way I grew up. Hey, well, all we ask for is we get the number one story out of you and the number one interview, so I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> when you your chance, no we, doubt, we, we, no got, we got the rights to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
0: sir. Yes, sir. No doubt. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, um, that was uh, Manny and Isaac Flores. Uh, good luck this weekend, and uh, we'll see you next time. The scumbag of the night is the individual responsible for ruining your sports happiness. They can mess up a bet, they can cost you your fantasy score, or they can just make the headlines for all the wrong reasons and piss you off. Tonight, we have a fan request. Andres, take it away. Who is the request from and what are they requesting?
3: Um, Comes in, coming from our longtime supporter and Brian, not Bryant, but Brian. Uh, he had sent me an article about Flores. How do you pronounce his first name? Figu- Figueredo? Oh,
2: Devinson Figueroa.
3: Devinson, yeah, Figueredo. Um, He had just lost his belt to Brandon Moreno. Like anyway, you know, I always need a Mexican. Uh, <laughs> and he lost his belt. I thought it was very odd, though, the way that he celebrated with giving up his belt afterwards. No, Flores? This was – it was a great first fight. It was legendary for the division. No, but I mean like they afterwards. They fought
2: to a draw. Yeah. So these guys already had this, you know, this bond that they shared. Okay. And especially Moreno being younger, all this stuff. And Figueredo just appreciated the way in which he actually beat him to everything that night. Yeah. And so he gave him the respect. I thought that was pretty cool. And, and the lasting image of the night – of all the, the whole entire UFC event to me was Figueiredo holding Moreno up with the belt in his hand after the fight.
3: So he – days later, I think it was today or maybe yesterday, June 14th, which is yesterday, he came out and said that he wasn't feeling very well, that he felt unwell. I left the hotel feeling very bad. Uh, I knew it wasn't my day, but I gave it into God's hands and going to the octagon, I said, Lord – Yours will be done. I get in there. I didn't feel really feel I didn't really fight like I can. This is a second excuse after a defeat. Uh, I don't understand it. Just be like, look, man, I, it wasn't my day. I got my ass kicked. That's it. But to say that you felt sick, he, come on.
2: Now, I actually had not even heard of yeah. these uh, so called excuses, but. I mean, he did look off, dude. Like, Moreno was beating him to everything that night and dominating him. He dominated him in every aspect, the entire, every second of every round. And that may explain it. He might have just been sick, just like uh, Paulo Costa when he fought Adesanya, said that he had uh, drank a little bit the night before to calm his nerves and that he was drunk in the ring. Sometimes these things happen. To these fighters, and it gets in their head, and they just get beat to the punch. And I think that's what happened to him the whole night. And that that might be why he
3: lost. So it was just in his head. Brian is tired of the excuses. He's, t- he's tired of it. That's he's like, out, you out. lost. Get your get out. You lost. Next 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 opponent. Next. Well, person.
0: I I am playing you this week, Brian, in fantasy baseball. So if I win, I don't want to hear any excuses from you. Uh, and speaking of fantasy baseball, Andres has a light. I do. A light scumbag fantasy baseball related.
3: Yeah. So it's quickly, I was just stating it. I was stating it this last week when I was like, you know what? If I beat this guy next (laughs) week or this coming week, for sure, he'll be my scumbag. It happens to be Pablo Forrester. I know you don't listen to this show, but you're still my scumbag. So everybody else knows who you are. (laughs) Why? Because uh, did he win it last year?
0: He won it two years ago. So
3: he's a former champion. I've never won it. Um, But on Monday of last week, when it was all said and done, uh, the results were in. I was only up by 10 points, which is nothing in the fantasy sports world. Uh, And he had already stated, oh, good game, Andres, for the week. And I'm like, what a fucking dick. I was like, you know what? I hope to God I just beat you. I didn't say anything all week. And I just smoked. And my team almost scored 400 points. But just knowing that, I'm glad. I I don't really have a great friendship with you anyway because you're just just a wuss. And – I'm just glad I beat you,
0: <laughs> Pablo. You are undressed fantasy baseball scumbag. He's <laughs> still mad because he beat you. Beat he beat you in the finals. Yes. So, yeah, so Pablo, you beat undress in the finals, so he'll never forget that until he avenges that death. Um, <laughs> and then Flores has a scumbag that is related to the next, the Nets and the Bucks.
2: Yeah. So with this one. You know, I, I it was kind of lighthearted, and I wanted to go a different angle with it, but I'll stick to this uh, scumbag of the night. Uh, Antoine Lambert, who's the security guard hired by the Nets at the request of Kevin Durant, um, recently was uh, all over the news, and he's actually been um, expelled from the rest of the series to show up in either Brooklyn or Milwaukee because he came onto the court And excessively defended uh, Kevin Durant by pushing P.J. Tucker. Um, You know, might have not been anything but the fact that it's something is the problem with the league. And I understand why they did what they had to do. But I just I don't know what emotions got into his head to make him, you know, at that point go above and beyond the way in which he did which i get why he did what he did but you also have to be a professional you know me being new to this security guard industry i got to learn how to act (laughs) and i can't be watching these guys do their job like that and know how to act myself all right but nonetheless pretty funny event and it it sucks that he's gone for you know next couple games but i'm sure the nets now know that they got somebody that's down for them
0: so chance i heard that the um security guard that Defended Kevin Durant. He's up next in two weeks to fight Lamar Odom. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. Ch- Chance, uh, speaking of basketball scumbags and speaking of New York, and uh, speaking of New York security, taking it a step further, New York basketball security guards fucking up because remember what they did to Oakley, taking it yeah. into your neck of the woods, the New York Knicks, this is a scumbag that I did not expect. So let's hear it.
4: Yeah, just because of where he landed. So, um, you know, with the NBA postseason coming up or pretty much with NBA finals, excuse me, coming up, a lot of the NBA awards are, are, are being uh, award winners are being, you know, awarded. And we all saw Jokic uh, win his MVP Title only to get swept. They've announced Defensive Player of the Year was Rudy Gobert. They've announced the All-Defensive Team. And they've also announced the All-NBA Team. And uh, for those of you who don't know, the reason even more so why an All-NBA Team is more prestigious and important than an All-Star nod is because of the month. So if you receive an All-NBA uh, uh, nomination pretty much on either first, second, or third team that usually makes you eligible to get a 33 million dollar increase in salary, right? So, Donovan Mitchell or Bam Adebayo, for example, who just signed a hundred year, 163 million dollar contract, he could have turned that into a 196 million dollar contract over five years if he had just been named third team All NBA. My issue is that punk ass, sucker ass. Jersey chasing wife having as Julius Randle made second team All NBA. I'm not saying he didn't deserve All NBA, at, at, you know, on, on the third team maybe, but the fact that he got second team All NBA, especially over a guy like Bam Adebayo or Donovan Mitchell, is just absurd. Just absurd. And then, secondly, his teammate, Jimmy Butler. Jimmy Butler got All NBA having missed 20 games. Donovan Mitchell. Doesn't get the nod at all, even though he missed the same amount of games, but his team was the number one team in the NBA this year. So NBA media, you talk all this shit about how winning matters, and, you know, it's all about the player who can lead their team to the best record or the deepest run in the playoffs. But, you know, it ain't adding up because Donovan Mitchell wasn't on there. Jason Tatum also got snubbed, as well as Bam Adebayo. But
2: but who are you taking out, though? I'm taking out
4: Jimmy Butler.
2: For
0: guards, though. To put in Jimmy Donovan Butler's Mitchell, a Jimmy Butler is he come in as a guard or a small no? Forward? He came in as
2: a forward. The guards were Bradley Beal, Kyrie Irving on the third team, second team Damian Lillard and Chris Paul on the first team. Um, uh, Steph Curry and Luke. Okay, so
4: for Donovan, I would so for Donovan, I would have taken out. I would have taken out Kyrie.
2: Okay, fair enough. I can see that.
4: I would, have t- I would have taken out Kyrie. And then a quick little light um, extra scumbag, extra credit scumbag <laughs> for y'all. An Olympic hopeful, a Karen up in Oregon by the name of, of, of Shelby Houlihan. And you, you know she's got to be a clown with the last name of Houlahan. Um, She actually blamed a fucking burrito for the reason why she tested positive on a drug test. Pretty much she said that she went to an authentic Mexican food truck truck that serves pig offal near her hometown of Beaverton. And because of that studies have shown that some naturally banned substance, Nandrolone that is in this pig naturally caused her to have this positive test. Karen, shut the fuck up.
2: (laughs) I I do got to come to her defense real quick only because Some of the stuff she was saying is true in that the spikes that that made coincide with eating it in meat and not ingesting it as a drug. And Canelo Alvarez is a famous athlete that was at one point, you know, said to have tested positive for something and it ended up being tainted beef. And now in every post he has, there's at least one or two guys that go Where's that tainted meat at <laughs> to Canelo for the rest of his career? It's going to happen. So I could see it potentially, possibly happening, but it is fucking funny that she was like going all out defining the specific Mexican restaurant <laughs> where she had the fucking puerco and shit.
4: Exactly. And that's why I had to tell Karen, shut up. Sorry, Karen. Know what you put in your body food, <laughs> everything. You live up in Beaverton, Oregon anyway. You're a Karen. You're a, you're a runner. You've always wanted to compete at the highest level. So how about you just not eat meat then? If you know there's that chance, if you know that an Olympic, you know, appearance is at, at stake here, you know, just err on the side of caution. I just I, – I'm, I'm, I'm a little salty today. Get for him. A number of reasons. Get him.
3: Get you him. Know, but you make a valid point because one of the greatest Olympians of all time is Carl Lewis, and he's a vegetarian. So you're right. Your body's a temple. You should know if you want to get to the highest level, but uh,
4: – yeah. yeah, I mean, Carlos has cheated a bunch, but I feel
3: you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you ain't, if you ain't trying to cheat, you ain't trying to win. Chance, ain't that
4: right?
3: Yeah. So um,
0: that concludes our show. Definitely, uh, we definitely appreciate all of our listeners. We appreciate being able to bring you the you know the weekend sports entertainment every Tuesday night, Wednesday morning. The weekend starts on Wednesday, and this week it starts with Italian versus Switzerland soccer, and it ends with U.S. Open golf. So if you're going to place any bets this weekend, good luck, and we'll see you next week. And by the way, go Manny Flores.